who are close that no one could afford to go on. Yeah. And that's sort of, you've got to say, well, actually, these are my priorities. That's the key information. This is what the, the need at that stage of the game. And thinking it is a pathway around CPD, um, what comes next, the level two, UEFA scene and everything mm. as well. Um, yeah, I'm probably the same school as you. I believe mm. we need to get on the grass more. Mm. But I can also take that step back and mm. understand why that's been made. Mm. Great, interesting that, Les. Les, um, obviously you're jet-setting all over Europe with UEFA and going to different countries, uh, supporting their development. Um, what... What do you see the role as the volunteer coach in grassroots football? Yeah, I've got I've got a whole forty minute presentation on that. Maybe he's uh, <laughs> maybe he's when a, maybe he's when a new centre's open. I'll put, do a session on that and on them. Look, the the role for me, the role for me is dead simple. It's to infuse, inspire, mm. and educate young players. Yeah. So I want them infused and motivated to keep coming back inspire them to be the best they can be not just on the pitch but as young people and educate them in life and in football yeah and if you get that right and i'm always being a good just get the ball rolling yeah get the ball rolling and if the if the youngsters are coming back next week or the adults are coming back next week you're doing a good job yeah just get the ball rolling get them lots of touches to the ball get them involved give them opportunities to make decisions and then you know just just enjoy it yeah. I, I, I used to laugh so i used to get coaches say, oh I need more time with players. It's it's funny. I was I was on a I was on a panel once, and uh, the ex Chelsea manager Robbie Di Matteo, Champions League yeah, winning yeah. coach, yeah, said, "Les, I tell you how to solve grassroots football in your country. Right. I've got a Champions League manager telling you. He said, <laughs> you need to train four times a week. Yeah, brilliant. I get it. But a, they're all volunteer coaches. B." Having still ran a grassroots team until my son was 18, 19, well, lucky we get a quarter of a 3G for one hour. Yeah. So, the, 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 you know, it, it it's coming up with the right solutions. So, anyway, by the way, I used to get coaches say to us, oh, I need more time, my players. So I'd go and watch the session, and the ball would run 15 minutes out of the hour. And I used to say to them, right, I can quadruple your access to time with the players. I said, how's that? Said, Shut up and let them play. Mm. Instead of stop doing stop, stand still, do a little drive-by. Just think, open your body up a bit more. Think about your pass into the middle. Think about your way to pass. You know? And, and yeah, that's yeah. how we then, if you think back to the, that's how we started to adapt the level one. That was all the big messages on the mod one. Mm-hmm. And on the level two, now you're for C. It was all mm-hmm. about that. It's about mm-hmm. creating an environment where there's lots of touches of the ball to maximise yeah. the time you have. It, it's interesting. In 2007, I was in Hamburg for a UEFA event and I was talking to colleagues from the German FA, German FA dominant in men's and women's football then. The German government had just changed the school day. So previously in in, in Germany you'd finish school at two o'clock and then go to the the better players would go to the academy or nice. go to the grassroots clubs. Yeah. And they train for two or three hours every, every day. But when the kids are still alert, we think we were finished yeah. school at half three, you get a load of homework. The German government had changed the school day to follow hours. I remember the German German colleague said, we're really worried what impact that'll have on us in 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And we've just seen two World Cups, men and women's, when the, the German team have knocked out the group. So it's always understanding the context of where you're working as well. Yeah. So if I only have one hour and a quarter of a pitch, how do I really maximise that as a coach? Yeah, Because it'll look yeah. different. And that's yeah. where it's coaches 
we have to be more adaptable and, and more uh, flexible to what we do. And sometimes I say to Chloe, we talk about being on the road to to make sure the, the youngsters are enjoying it. It becomes for me fun with a purpose. I'll talk to Chloe, oh, what's yeah. oh, it's got to be fun. No, you know, Ronald McDonald is fun. Right? Yeah. Brilliant for the kids, but it's got to have a purpose. Yeah. It, it, it's something has got to have a purpose. So what's your purpose? What's your why? Go back to Simon Sinek. What's yeah. your why? Doing some of the coach ed work I'm doing at the moment, I'm working with tutors. I said when, when you when you interview your candidate or you, you the learn your support and when you do your go through a lesson plan about what they're delivering, I'll often hear this, oh I'm doing a it's a passing exercise. And I'll say, so what? I looked at it, I said, well, what's your why? I said, so, so the first thing is it's an in possession practice. And we're going to focus on passing to create goal scoring opportunities in the final third. Yeah. So yeah. real clarity on yeah. why. And then understand what comes out. Because actually, Gary, and, and you, you you played a lot of years. You played a much better stand than, than me. I, I, was a, I was a street player. I wasn't very good, but I loved football. And I was fortunate uh, people supported me to develop. Um, people like Peter Kirkley at, 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 at Wolves End Boys Club, you mm-hmm. know, uh, encouraged me to do me coaching, do me refereeing and, and things like that. Now, it, 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 it's that. It's the game is simple when you when you when you think it back. There's only three phases of the game in football. In possession, out of possession, it's in transition. And when you talk with a seven-year-old, what's out of possession mean? We haven't got the ball. In possession means we've got the ball. So we're gonna really strip it down. Mm. Um some of the key messages. When we haven't got the ball, is it fuck? So even when I was working with young kids, you know, my message when I coach my son's team coming through. And I look at how I developed as a coach. I look back at all the mistakes I made as a as a young coach in the northeast, and then later. Um, simple messages. When I've when I haven't got the ball, yes, play the ball, try and win it back. Everyone else get behind the ball. Seven year old can understand that. Mm-hmm. When we've got the ball, can I play forward? If I can't play forward, can I play sideways? If I can't play sideways, can I play back to play forward? And are we consistent? So, so by the time I ran my son's team, we took them through. By the time they were 14, 15, 14 to 18, actually the pre-match instruction didn't change. It was about embedding the principles. Yeah. In possession, we're brave. We'll play forward. If the dribble's on, you play you play forward and dribble. You pass to the space where we know we're going to counter or you pass to a teammate. If that's not on, I play sideways so they can play forward. If it's not on, I play back to build. Mm-hmm. Out of possession, nearest man, five second fury, try and win it back. If I win it, if I can, and we used to do high press, I want to win it back there because there's less distance to cover to their goal. Simple and game. If that's not win it back, just tuck in. It's a simple game. Yeah, yeah. So Let's just thinking about you, You've got your phases of the game, your principles of the game, and then you look at so what are then the, the tactics and skills to then mm. and techniques to then build them up. Sorry, Gary. Les, you just mentioned there that, you know, Going back a few years now, street football was where we learned the game uh, as young young footballers. Is that is the the structure taking over, and is, is there not enough of that? You know, well, we see. I've I've had this debate a few times in discussion where in the inner cities, you know, really developing England players for the future um, from street football. There's probably a few things there, Gary. I think so. I, I grew up in the, in the old Collier houses in Wallsend. 
and I go and visit my mum, and there's a car at every door. Well, there was no in in the late sixties, early seventies. There was no cars at the door. Well, there was one. So we used to play football against the wall, spot against the wall. We'd play in the back lane, goal at either end or whatever. You know, we'd play um, doors. If you hit the door three times, you were out. Um, that's all gone. Yeah. Now the other place I'd play, we had the Lindisfarne playing field. Did you ever play at Lindisfarne? Don't think I did, Les. We had the Lindisfarne playing field. And Lindisfarne played there. Um, Walls End schoolboys would play some games there. Um, there'd be cup finals there. Actually, you go back in your history, didn't you? Castle Reserves had played there back in the 30s. <laughs> My granddad used to show us pictures. Of it. But that's now houses. Mm. Now, as kids, we would climb through the hole in the fence and would play on the bottom goal and would do um, headers and volleys, three pots in. Um, and you'd have the street game where our like three streets would play the next three streets. Right. Now, I, I laugh when we used to play at Lindisfarne. I, I tell a joke about the the, the, um, the club steward would see you. You talk about child protection safety now. And he'd let his dog out as Dobermans to chase you off. And you'd see the Dobermans bounding and you just had to be the fastest to get through the hole <laughs> before the Dobermans got you. Um, and and, and so how the game is, how it's changed. But, and you would have street games. And it would be, and the other thing that would happen, maybe I'm looking at a draw's tinted glasses, between the school holders and, and the summer, the long nights, there'd be a game start at 10 o'clock in the morning and they'd finish at 10 o'clock at night. Probably wouldn't be the same players. People yeah. have drifted in, drifted out. Yeah. And and that's changed. Um, the other thing that would happen, if it got a 3-0, the biggest kid, or what was it, the hardest kid in the street would say, stop there, right, we're swapping teams. Mm-hmm. Because you, you wanted to win, but you wanted to win 27-25. Yeah. yeah. And if three players turned up, it would be, right, um, well, this team's getting beat. You have two, or you have the better one. And the, you sorted it. Mm. It, it, it didn't, I, was, I was at my, um, I went to my son's old club on Saturday, because I'm still doing a bit of refereeing now to stay involved. Oh, it's lovely agree. still to be, just to get out, talk to coaches and see what's happening. Uh, when I, when I, I went to my son's old club and I was talking to the guys in, well, we were just reminiscing about um, on a, even how can clubs re- on a Saturday morning they'd have the mini soccer, the sevens, eights, the nines, the tens, but then a lot of the kids would stay on and have a, a, a matchup, a mishmash game mm-hmm. where the no adults involved, they'd sort themselves yeah. out in the teams, it'd yeah. be a mix, but we're laughing about it actually some of the kids then. I'm, I'm actually thinking about um, riding hard bottles now with Pibs. Brennan Johnson's just went for fifty million yeah. from Forest to um, Spurs. Don't him yet. You know, Br- Brennan was in that mix at that time. You know, so you look, you, you look at how. So probably the challenge I'd say to coaches, how do we create that? Some weeks, how do I? How mm-hmm. am I happy to deal with a bit of chaos? Yeah. Yeah. Um, has it always got to be structured? You, you might have seen us d- deliver a, a game, and I've done CPD. Um, I do a game and I started off, I've got me four, and I'll try and get the thing about just how we use space and how we how we construct games. So I start off with these four or five pitches. And I might have a one pitch, one V2, next pitch, one V1, next pitch, three, boom. Doesn't matter. As long as me reds at that end are even, me blues at this end are even. Play yeah. that band, great. I'll then get it right. You can move, a player can move pitches if they want to. So I start off just playing, you've got to stay on your up. So I know what I'm thinking about spatial awareness and when they can move and when I can create an overload or when my team needs help or an overload and another band. Do it. I don't have to poach it. Yeah. Do it. My next progression is by the way, the ball can move pitch now. So if you're attacking there 
and you see the space there, you can dribble and might go there. Decision making. Mm -hmm. Right. Boom. So that's how I build up. Sometimes I'll build up the same game. I'll set it up saying, right, that pitch, that's the Northern Alliance. That's the Northern League. That's the conference. That's Premier League. That's Champions League. You play for five minutes. If you win, you get promoted. If you get beat, you get relegated. So you actually get an even games, lots of dribbling decision making. I'll do that. Now, when I'm really brave, really brave, I'll have me three or four pitches going that way. And I'll put a pitch across the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's how I used to play in the playground when I was at Western Middle School. Mm -hmm. First years, second years, third years, and fourth years used to play up the middle. Yeah. Loads of chaos. No, no, no. And I make them take their bibs off. Because in an hour day, yeah. you're, all in, you're all in your grey school sweater. <laughs> yeah? But you learned about spatial awareness. You knew to keep your head up. Yeah. And we weren't playing with a football. We were playing with a tennis ball. Mm -hmm. So, but as coaches, when I, when I used to coach, in my bag of balls, there would be a size two. There'd be tennis balls. There'd be um, futsal balls. I just wanted to throw them in. Because I mm -hmm. wanted to create uncertainty. I wanted to give them a challenge. Mm -hmm. Particularly younger players just so they can deal with stuff and create situations where the players have to problem solve. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, you think about an intervention, you think about it as, as a continuum. Ultimately, yes, you might have to do stop, stand still, let me show you, or I'm going to tell you. But sometimes it's, it's died a discovery in question. Yeah. And as a coach, you've probably heard me talk before, coaching's about, it's a bit like the, the golfer. My, my, my uncle, my great uncle, was a um, joiner in Swan Hunters. And as a kid, I was amazed. You'd go into his back bedroom in, in the house. I was amazed that there'd be like 10 saws and five chisels and eight hammers. And and I just thought, you just need a hammer, you just need a saw. But he was a master craftsman who knew each of those had a particular use. And he knew then how to adapt it to use it. We've just watched the Ryder Cup this weekend. That's the same. They know what they use each club for, how they can adapt it. It's been a master of your craft, an expert in your craft. Mm -hmm. And coaching's the same. Through experience, through practice, through making mistakes, we get our toolkit. And we understand what, when, and why we use different things. But probably the most important is why. Then I'll do the what, then I'll do the how. All too often football, we get onto the we get onto the how. But actually we're answering, we're sometimes trying to solve the wrong question, particularly in grassroots. Les, we've digressed a little bit, but really enjoyed that. Listen, what's the importance of education, Les, um, and, that, and, then, and the coaching certificates? Um, so, you know, you'll have coaches who have done the level one or the new I2CF, want to progress the UEFAC, want to progress the UEFAB. I suppose my question to you is, um, you know, how important is that within education or is there lots of education we can learn from, well, that's all I want to be as a level one. I don't want to give any more time to education. And that's fine. Do you know what, you know, we've got, we live in the real world. There's lots of pressures. Society's probably more busy than ever before. Um, I, but my challenge to you, if you've done your level one, brilliant, well done. How can you be the best level one you can be? Mm. And it might be keep reviewing your practice, keep doing the plan, doing review model, 
maybe look at stuff on YouTube, but look at stuff appropriate. Mm. The number of times again, I'll come across, go, oh, I tried this session, I saw on YouTube last night, it didn't work. So what was the session? I saw Pep do it at Man City. Okay, <laughs> how old are your kids? 10. It's not going to work. Okay, yeah. let's, let's be blunt. Yeah. So, so pick appropriate practices. There's probably more opportunity to look at. Can you watch other coaches? Even little things. You know, I said to coaches, get to, think about how you use technology. Think about all your players are playing the EE Football Futures game now. Right, little thing. You wait for have just done a um we've just done a deal with EA. There's now on YouTube, you'll see six of the practices from the uh, EA Football Futures game. But then we talk about actually as a coach, is how you could do it on Tuesday night. And you can then okay. download QR QR codes with them. So you can then be saying to your players, well, actually, look at this on the training ground on EA Football Futures. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do that, try and mm -hmm. replicate that on Tuesday night. So, it was, so the other thing I'll talk to people about, right, you haven't got a time. Um, if you've got a season ticket at Newcastle, get into the ground at quarter past two so you're watching the warm-ups. Because the number of times, and I'll watch it now, and I can and even, you know, you remember the old level board. We give all the games daft names. We give them daft names as triggers for the children. We mm -hmm. give them daft names so that if the coach got held up on the A1 one night, they could phone to the other parents and say, right, tonight to Robin Hood, find a friend and target. Mm. And they've done it that often, the kids would just mm -hmm. be able to do mm -hmm. it. Right. Yeah. But I'll sit there and I'll say, yeah, that's uh, that's Robin Hood. Mm. And oh, that's find a friend. Because actually the practices don't. It, it So look what they're doing. And they're, actually, I made my space smaller and I put in two footballs there. So be creative. Watch other coaches. Watch the podcasts. Go to CPD events. So yeah, I get it. You haven't got 60 hours or 80 hours. Do you ever see? But how can I be the best I can be at what I do? Mm. And the big thing is just practice and understand. Please understand, not every session will be perfect. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. will be happening. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's just not the right night to do that practice mm. and be flexible. So education, absolutely vital, particularly if you're looking to develop your practice and you know get your awards and improve. But as well, just keep up to date, keep in date, keep always reviewing it. And there's more opportunity now to do that. But just be careful what you choose, because don't go and watch Barcelona. Or, oh, I saw I saw this practice in a third man run. Yeah, come on. Les, what is you're traveling all around Europe, um, supporting supporting their development of grassroots of the grassroots game. What is education looking like in other countries? Uh, it, it's so varied. Is what, it? what what's consistent? Passion. Right. Commitment. Love of the game. Absolutely consistent everywhere you go. But some of the challenges are different countries have different rules. So in some countries, um, the governmental rule, actually to coach any sport, you need a bachelor degree plus your coaching qualification. So there's always and and, and some countries. So whenever you read some of the figures on Sky Sports News about the FA is not doing enough. You're not always comparing apples with pears. Apples mm. with apples. You're comparing apples with pears. So just be mindful of that, I'd say to people. Um, but what I, what I see is an absolute passion for supporting coaches to support players. Um, a commitment to learning. A commitment to ev the evolving game and to make the game more inclusive. Um, in there. But we've got to remember as well, I probably say to the coaches in this room, you're only one way your young players learn. Yeah, so, so I said to you, I'm going out and watching games now. 
I was thinking about this morning. I've refereed three under 15 games in the local league where I live. Three under 15 games, Division 1 this year. I think I've given four offsides in total. Because I'm seeing all, all these Division 1 to 15 teams, there's the boys in that of academies, all what I play out from the back, all are taking the goal kick short, all are then trying to play through the press. Um, long ball very rarely. So the, 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 now, what's the influence of that? I'd love to say it's just coach education, but it's not the influence of that is. That's what they see on the AA game every night in practice. Mm. And by the way, challenge referees, and the dads run the line this weekend, the mums run the line this weekend, chances are the players understand phase of play and inactive and offside much better than the older generation of referees and people run the line do. There's, there's one for you. Um, it's the influence of watching champions, the access to watch live telly mm. and watching, um, and it's probably the work coaches have done in loving the ball and wanting to protect the ball and not give it away. So there's lots of ways players learn. Mm. So as coaches, nice to, you know, do, do I say, right, oh, yeah, we're going home now. When you watch the game tonight, watch what the player in your position does. Watch their movement. And that's why live football is brilliant. I end up... Um, I'm at the game on Saturday and I end up sitting right in, in the leases and in, in the guards up there. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I was watching the movement across the pitch and I pulled it out, everything else. Uh, fantastic. Um, in, in, in seeing that. So I'd say, you know, get that view as you can see. Mm -hmm. Watch, and often it's watch what people do off the ball. Because as you know, in the game of football, the ball's in play now, well, it's probably in play 50, 60% of the time. There's yeah. 22 play on uh, left side, 22 players on the pitch. So the ball's in play 50 minutes. You're only going to be on the ball a minute and a half at most. Mm. Mm. So what are you doing off the ball? Yeah. Influence. So I think all these as coaches, probably my generation was all about the coach. And you will learn what I allow you to learn. Mm. Learning's much more democratised now. So the coach is one, is one part of that learn watching on TV because there's more access to live telly. There's more access to data. Um, you can go on YouTube and you can find a match analysis on most games. Uh, um, so the EA the, the games, you know. So mm -hmm. there's all these influences. How as coaches do we manage that and almost facilitate and support that? Mm. Let's. Do you still see the English FA is a uh, around education? Couldn't we still looking up to us as they have done over the years? No, absolutely. Front? I think I think there's a number. There's some great work going on across the continent. Um, you got to remember that the, the English FA are probably fortunate in terms of finance because of the commercial deals and the TV deals and everything else. So we've always got to remember money. Money allows you to do more. Um, but there's some there's some good work going on. Mm. Uh, the challenge will be, what's today's one percent marginal gain is tomorrow's normality. So how do we always keep ahead? Mm. Yeah? yeah. And what 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 maybe we were doing five years ago, lots of countries are doing now. Seeing lots of mental programs, lots of um, in situ visits on on coach coffee. Every country does that now. So what, let's, let's, sorry, just just to sort of wrap things up, you know, when we started off this this discussion and the, the years that you've been within 
the English FA and the people that you've worked with and how you've seen the game evolve to where we are now uh, with our national teams and really every every tournament we are you know one of the favourites to, to to win it. Um, it. Would you say that's down to all that work that was done? Back I, in the day when you it, started, Liz, you know. Yeah, I think I think if, if if you look back both in the in the in the men's and women's game, what's the average age of a World Cup squad that wins a World Cup rugby championship? About twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. It's only now the the it's the players in the first team now, twenty seven, twenty eight, are the ones who came through with a played mini soccer. Yeah, anyone over thirty will will have introduced the game at eleven side football. Eight, eight year old. Change. I'm having a conversation with Steve McLaren, and Steve said to us, "Les, what's your job?" I said, "My job is to make your successor, 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 successors' job easier. Because if we get more people playing in a younger age group, in the right way, with the right coaches at the right time, more more people stay in the game and want to play in the game. Because it's not just about the teams, about participation, growth, activity, health styles. But then the ones who do get the chance to come through." We'll hope you're better prepared for it. Um, but it's not as what we're doing. You know, we've got to look at, you've got to look at the whole ecosystem. It's what I talked before. More access to TV, more access to live football. It's the gaming. Um, you then start thinking about better coaching in the system now, a more qualified coach, like I said. Playing the right format. How do you manage competition? How do you manage environments? In the professional game, the, the investment from the clubs into academies. The great work that's going on there and academies and their coaches investment into their coaches and then you start seeing this ecosystem and it's the same in the boys and in the men's games but i'd probably say you can trace it back to looking if you talk the men's game in particular shot of a quality 96 to the 98 that came in howard robin russell les reed um you know that's when hope powell got appointed as well within from that charter the next one, I'm probably looking at the um, youth review and future game round about 2006 to eight after what happened in South Africa. It was 2010, round there under Trevor. Jed Roddy had introduced E Triple P in the Premier League. And then you'd look at Dan and Gareth and Matt Crocker around about the time of the um, of the DNA. And then you'd you'd look at the work that Kelly Simmons and Kay Cosington and um, Baroness Sue Campbell have done in the women's game. So probably when you look at and when someone writes the history, I would say they're the key moments. But by the way, Dan couldn't have the DNA without the future game and the youth review and the um, that was when we brought in the nine v nine and yeah. the work that Jed had done. And Trevor and Jed couldn't have done led their work without what Howard had done in his team. Because you're always building on on the, on the what next uh, in there. Mm. Les, um, we've run out of time. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to you. Uh, I think we could have gone on for at least another couple of hours. Um, many thanks for giving up your time and your very busy schedule. And good luck with all your work with UEFA. Gary, thank you. All the best. And look, just to say this, everyone's listening to this who are out there as volunteer coaches. Big thank you from the game. You're making a difference. Keep being the difference you want to be. Thanks, Les. Les.